What is up, my potty people? It's your boy, Benny P, coming at you with the Pump Fake Podcast. We got an absolute banger for you. All right, to kick off the season, I mean, a lot of people said, people were talking. I don't know if the podcast is going to happen. I don't know if the NFL season is going to happen. And here we are, man. Here we are making the first podcast of the season. Honored to be bringing another season of Pump Fake Podcast to everybody. We hope that you're really going to enjoy it. We spice it up this season with the addition of Patrick P. Sweezy Perriman to the podcast as an indefinite co-host just to kind of spice up the conversation, give you guys a different and potentially better perspective on takes throughout the podcast. And obviously we'll be interviewing a lot of other people throughout the season, phone interviews, having people over on the couch. We've got a setup going over here with the mic and everything. Um, But yeah, Really excited about adding him and discussing these topics with somebody for all of us to kind of listen to and enjoy. We talk about a lot of different things in this first podcast. We talk about a breakfast burrito review, why I'm making breakfast burritos every single morning out of the week, majority of the mornings out of the week, and what Patrick thinks about my personal uh, breakfast burrito. And it is not a mistake, the hot, hot uh, little sound bit that I added in there that is not a mistake. I was covering up all the smacking of lips going on there. But... NFL's back. We discussed that. We also discussed YouTube TV and the new sports package that they have. We also get into the forum discussions and the votes that have changed. We talk about division discussion. We talk about name discussion, team name discussion, as me and Patrick always seem to discuss. We also get into draft reviews. We pick a overperformer and an underperformer of the draft. We talk about the waiver wire because there was some phenomenal plays by some amazing people on the waiver wire. We also make some bold predictions to conclude the podcast, and then we touch up on our personal matchup. We just got a great podcast for you. You're going to love it. So here's to this season. Here's to having a great year. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Into the 2021 Fight Club League Pump Fake Podcast. We're back, baby. And uh, I've got uh, quite the, I guess the announcement would be the podcast is back. We're uh, bringing this for uh, content, you know, because content creates culture. And we wanted to shake it up a little bit because I think I found myself, for a lot of reasons, I think that this show needed a co-host. And you're like, co-host? What the heck are you talking about? Like, well, I'd like to uh, give a nice round of applause for Patrick being a part of the, the Pump Fake podcast indefinitely. We're just here. We're trying it out. You know, we, everybody else said no. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that's the case. Uh, I, the only other person that I might have invited was Evan. You got the first ask. And Evan Shacklett was the uh, was the only. If you were to sub out, I would be like, I need to get Evan in here because his personality is too polarizing. Wow. What a yeah. boomer bust pick that would have been. I also think that there's something something about this. Why why I'm adding Patrick, why I'm adding you, Patrick, um, is because I do think we'll have different opinions. For the sake of the podcast, if I were to bring on, for example, Luke, the only difference. Shouts out to Luke. Only difference that we're gonna have is whether or not the Bears or the Packers are good. That's mm. the only difference that we're gonna have. A lot of our thoughts are gonna be similar. I think that you bring a more mindful 
intellectual thought process than I do, whereas I feel a lot. And so having your intellectual side and your differences are going to, I think they're going to go really well with my emotional, uh, less logical standpoints. So who's Stephen A and who's Max in this situation, I guess is the question. Um, I hate both of them. So we're gonna, <laughs> And I'm, we both hate ourselves. So <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to be I'm going to be Patrick, you're going to be Ben. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. So, sounds good. All right, perfect. <laughs> um, all right. So to give give a little bit of setting here for um for what you're all listening to, we're we're early in the morning Saturday. We're going to try to get you a pod before the Sunday games and um and what I've done is I've cooked us up some breakfast burritos. And this is something that I've been doing for a while, okay, and honestly, they've been sitting for a while. I'm kind of worried that they're cold, but cooked us up some breakfast burritos because majority of my weekdays, on a serious note, majority of my weekdays start with breakfast, which is crazy. I would have never been this kind of guy, but I'm starting to make breakfast, and it's all because Chick Fil A inspired me with their amazing spicy chicken burrito. Shouts out to former manager at. Bank of Lexington, who's who sweared by these things. She sweared by these things, Mary Wallace. And I had one, and, and I haven't been the same since. And I couldn't keep spending money on a breakfast burrito at Chick-fil-A, so I was like, I got to recreate it. Now, am I using chicken? Absolutely not. That would be ridiculous. I'm not going to wake up, season, cut, and do all that crap. But it's got bacon. We've got the eggs. We've got the hash browns. We've got the cheese. And worth mentioning, Cholula hot sauce. Look at that sweet baby boy on there. Imported from Mexico. That's right. Good stuff there. You can find it at any local Mexican restaurant. Um, but next level stuff. You don't have to try it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna influence you to maybe have a bite with it because Chick Fil A's jalapeno salsa is next level, and that is also a great touch. To their spicy chicken burrito that I have. So I'm gonna drown this puppy in it. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So Patrick, get in there. I want you to get your honest opinions. Again, I've been working on this and crafting this for a while. Uh, details of this whole deal is uh, we've got some eggs cooked with some onion and garlic powder, some easy on the salt and pepper. We've got hash browns uh, diced. You know, you're not got whole potatoes in there. And then you've got some turkey bacon, actually. So I had to add some butter to add some unhealthy factor to the to that. And then it's seasoned with a, a three-cheese Mexican blend as well as mozzarella cheese. So uh, that's what we've got going on. And they're kind of mini burritos. I don't want you guys thinking that they're big. I told Grace we need to get bigger tortillas. They're manageable, you know, fit them in one hand. I wish I wish people could see this cross section though. We cut it right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, hot, 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 they go light with any seasoning. I go medium with some garlic and some onion and some pepper and some salt. So sometimes I've been accused of over seasoning. So for, um, yeah, I guess I wanna, before you take that next bite, gut reaction after your first bite? So me and you may disagree on a lot of things. I think we're gonna agree on this burrito, <laughs> okay? So the egg makes or breaks breakfast for me. Mm. If, I get a, if I get a floppy, unseasoned, Sad little poor egg, yeah. Which I yeah. get from like a you know a McDonald's, even even a Starbucks. If you try to get one of those sausage egg things, mm-hmm. it just turns me right off. <laughs> what what I've got here are some nice seasoned eggs. You just drown it in ch- Cholula. Oh man, Cholula! And so man, good. it just hits all the taste buds. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're enjoying it. I was worried, um, honestly, if you just like threw it back on the plate and were like, yeah, unedible. <laughs> I, um, I was hoping I would. <laughs> that would make for great content. 
But I can't lie. This is amazing. I'll tell you what. People just don't take advantage of breakfast burritos as much as they should. Okay? And I'm going to tell you something. This is a confession as well as a... Um, yeah, cry for help. The marketing to Burger King is getting to me. All right, the marketing mm. at Burger King is getting to me personally. What are they doing over there? Um, what they're doing is they're they're bombarding me with however many commercials during a playoff game that I could possibly handle. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You put two in the bag. You put two in the bag. <laughs> I'm gonna leave before you change your mind. Mm. And um, so they're getting me there. And then I was watching Good Mythical Morning, show that you introduced me to, which mm. has been fantastic. Um, but they uh, they went through a burrito eating contest. And Rhett and Link decided that Burger King was one of the top burritos of choice in the that. fast food chain. So was there is a Burger King just down the street. <laughs> there is one just down the street on Saren Drive. And I am, ooh, man, I would love to get that burrito. So it's you're beefy. Saying, you're saying this is from Burger King? You didn't actually make these? No. <laughs> I'm afraid Burger King is better than mine. No. I gotta get some better tortillas up in here. I get some better tortillas. This is whole wheat. I mean, part of this, you got turkey bacon, you got whole wheat. Part of this is healthy for you, believe it or not. I didn't know it was turkey bacon. Yeah, I, I covered them in butter. <laughs> I covered them in butter. That's what, after watching uh, six YouTube videos last night on how I could possibly improve, and I've done this for, like, I mean, honestly, two months now. I've been looking at YouTube videos, seeing how other people make their breakfast burritos, and apparently out in California, like, Breakfast burritos are just a thing. So if there's going to be one thing that's going to make me like everybody else trying to get out to Cali, got to go to Cali, all that junk. It's, it's, not the, it's not the water. It's not the sights. It's not the fires. It's the burritos. Hmm. You catch that? Wow. The fires? Yeah, the fires. Yeah, yeah the, that's not a reason why you want to go out The burritos <laughs> will, will catch your eye over the fire, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the picture in San Francisco? The bridge and the fires all around it? Mm-mm. Just... <clears throat> when you get time, that thing is, that's a scary picture. It's got fires all around the bridge. I've, uh, I've definitely seen some apocalyptic mm-hmm. images that I'm like, oh, shoot. Terrifying. Um, well, great. We can eat this burrito and have breakfast together all day long. I'm enjoying it, but I think it's time that we move into, and we're going to continue to eat our burritos, so if you're hearing any of that smacking, <laughs> trust me, I will edit that out, because <laughs> I am not about that life. That is not the life for me. I'll try um, to chew away from the microphone. I don't think we're going to have a problem, but um, we can move into our first segment here. NFL's back, baby. Woo! Yeah. I mean, it's I, I am going to be 100% honest and be like, there's very, very... Uh, I had I did not think that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because it just kind of slid in. It's just like, oh, game on Thursday. Okay, I guess we're going to play. And there were fans and, in the stands. Yes, there's fans in the stands. Wow. Like all this stuff, so... Yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, NFL coming back. What's uh, did you think it was going to happen? What are your percentages that you thought that this is actually going to be a reality? Man, it went from let's see. So earlier this year, I guess around early summer, there were whisperings, you know, that it wasn't going to happen. And so I guess I went on. It was it was quite a journey, you know. But this has to be the most triumphant return of an NFL season. In history, at least my history. I mean, yeah. Because it just felt like it wasn't going to happen. I, I, 
I never got to a full 100% believing them until I saw that ball kick off. Yeah, exactly. I think the highest I got was an 85%. Yeah, so on draft day, what did you think, like, the season was going to happen or wasn't going to happen? 85%, that's where you were at? 85% on on draft day, <laughs> a week before the season started. I'm at 85%. They could pull the rug at any moment. Yeah. The NBA returning gave me some hope, but... But see, that's the thing. That's what did it for me was I saw NBA returning... And I saw all the stuff that they did to make that possible. Mm-hmm. And then the NFL, I don't see a dang thing. I did not see one thing about like, hey, we, we've asked them to quarantine. <laughs> we haven't even yeah. like seen that. <laughs> so I was like, if the NBA is going to go through so much work to get this all together, there's no way that I'm not going to hear about what the NFL is doing to get back to playing. And I never heard anything, and yet here we are. So do you think that they put in some kind of protocol, or do you think that they're just uh, going with it? I'm surprised. That would be one heck of a bubble. <laughs> Every yeah, NFL yeah, team yeah. in a bubble. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Because I didn't really hear much. It exactly. just seems like they've got fans in the stands. I'm, I'm assuming they all have to wear masks during the game. Anytime mm-hmm. they cut to the crowd, I saw a lot of masks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what else they do. I don't know what else you can do. Because if you're practicing, you know, what do you got? You 53 men on a roster? Yeah. And then you got a practice squad? And they're all just hitting yeah. each other all day, every day? Yeah. Uh. I'll let you take your bite. I'm kind of going on something here. I just feel like they... Do they still travel? Are they still traveling in planes? Like, is that, is that a thing? Because, like, planes are, like, the, you know, the taboo. Like, don't don't mm-hmm. travel in planes, germs, and all this stuff. So, I just, yeah, I, I, I've had... I, I, I just didn't think it was going to happen. No, don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled. <laughs> I am thrilled that they are back and that we are doing this and that... It's all happening, but I just didn't think that. Golly, do you think that they're gonna kill Roger Goodell at some point? They hate him. <laughs> like the the pushback for Roger Goodell is like at an all time high. They hate him. I think he's dead. Already. I've never he's just, seen he's a a, like I've never seen a group of people hate uh, a commissioner the way they've hated Roger Goodell. Like anything that he does is just like idiot, effing <laughs> moron. You gotta have thick skin to be in that position for sure. Well, so what was your percentage? Uh, my percentage was. I mean, I was in disbelief. I was 49%. 49? Yeah, I was like, it's like flip a coin, better chance that we're not going to have this season. Well, 49%, we are not, we are, yeah, we're going to advance into a football season. But now we've got to deal with the fear that they could shut it down at any moment. Yeah, that's the other thing. I haven't really, yeah, dealing with that, that's why, okay, that's actually a segment that we'll get to in the forum. Um, so yeah, actually that, that that's a great transition, Patrick. Man, look at this. It's like we're naturals. I'm already feeling my role. Yeah, too bad I completely screwed up by saying that. It's like <laughs> yeah. it couldn't just happen naturally. Um, but I have an ad that I've got to throw in there. YouTube TV, um, sports package. All right, mm. me, you, Tiz. Yeah, we're all in a YouTube. That's the secret. Yeah. Me and you, we're all together. We have a, a sworn blood oath. You cannot use more than one screen at a time. Oh yeah. Uh, honest moment here have you ever done that it's only happened one time okay. and i remember immediately so i had i had <laughs> on the tv i was walking to the other room in the middle of a game so i pulled it up on my phone real quick i didn't exit out of it on the tv and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kid you man five seconds later there's texts in the chat from you and tiz hey who's watching two screens who's watching two screens this really? was a while ago it was last season yeah and i was like i don't think i am and then i realized it's on the tv in the living room i had to go turn it off real quick man. so now my apologies I did not. Yeah, that's cardinal sin. That is cardinal sin. I mean, that's 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 blood of sin. Like you don't don't mess with that, especially on game day. Oh man, you can't <laughs> have on game day. 
Um, but it's kicking one of us out. I can't believe that I, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. It was just it was a small blip on the radar. It, it was resolved within five seconds. Yeah. yeah. But that's the secret is that we uh, now they cranked up their prices. <laughs> Sixty four ninety nine don't feel too good no more. No. But split three ways with a blood oath written on it that you can only watch it on one screen. Mm-hmm. That's the secret. Makes it affordable, twenty something dollars. And so what we're talking about right now is they're adding a sports package for ten ninety nine, which between us is three dollars and sixty six cents. I sneeze and three dollars and sixty six cents comes out, especially whenever you own a home because. The value of money right now has never been so low in my whole entire life. Man. It's like, oh, you need some piece of furniture? Yeah, it's just a $300. Yeah. Cheap. Oh, at, at minimum. <laughs> Ridiculous. At so, minimum. with that being said, we, we absolutely signed up with that. Let you guys know last night. So, we are going to have NFL Red Zone. It comes with some other stuff, but NFL Red Zone, man. Man. I... Playing with fire. You gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose a day. You throw that up there. You throw that up there. It's gonna, it's gonna, Grace ain't not gonna like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nor's gonna be like, where's dad? <laughs> yeah. He's in there yelling at the TV. Yeah. Um, so, if you think, I know we got a lot of YouTubers, YouTube TVers out there. Cave Wall, tell you about his circumstance real quick and we'll move on to the point that was gonna transition so well. Kev. Um, and two roommates, so he's got, he's already splitting it by three. Okay. Um, and then they're splitting it with two other households. Wow. That have two like other people involved in there, but Kevin is literally paying a, a sixth or a seventh of the price. Now it's again, it's a sworn blood oath that like in the household only like so. You've got three people in one house. The house that he's in right now, they have one TV. Okay. That can only be used. Uh, That's literally it. Okay. Because how are they going to distinguish like between him, Jim, and Dylan? Who's going to be on their phone using it? Sure. But wow, one, and so that's three households, three people in the household. Wow. I mean, that's cheap. That's yeah. cheap. That is cheap. That is. You got to be on your game. You can never pull it up on the phone. You got to have that mm-hmm. text thread ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, obviously, it's very easy for me and Tiz to text each other. But mm-hmm. I'm glad it worked out and we were able to get it resolved quickly. We've got a great troubleshooting um, system. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, get out of there. <laughs> and you need equal commitment because you need to understand if you get called out for it, mm-hmm. there's no hurt feelings. Oh, no. There's no defense. It's just, man, let me resolve this as quickly as possible. Yeah, I need to get on what I'm watching, all right? Um, so, with that being said, uh, one point on commitment and lack thereof this season uh, before we transition again to the perfect swingway piece that we would have had five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, are you disappointed at all at Evan Shackett's commitment to the power rankings? Have you been confused since being introduced to this amazing fantasy football, uh, you know, dynasty that we've created mm-hmm. since you've been here? You've been here for three, four years now. Yeah, yeah. Something like, yeah. So you've been around, mm-hmm. and your understanding was that I thought Patrick, maybe Eric, were usually doing power rankings. Have you seen any, any consistency with that reality, or you mean Evan, maybe Eric, not Patrick, maybe Eric? Sorry, Evan, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Evan, maybe Eric. Yeah, it's become you know. Unacceptable at this point, I'd say. That's good. It, you know, we've got to get the power rankings out there because content does something. I forgot what it was. It creates, oh yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So culture is going to implode. I've never seen an attitude of, you know what, I'm going to do what I want when I want. And that kind of personality and that kind of attitude create any kind of good culture. Have you ever seen like a selfish, is it like a selfish kind of self seeking, just about yourself, only worry about you? 
I do. all of you mentality work for creating a, a good atmosphere and culture for other people? I've got a great example. Um, thinking back to like the 30s, 40s, Nazi Germany. Yeah, that's you know that's something like good. that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's usually the type of culture you see in you know some type of regime with a with a nice communist dictator. Stalin, Shacklet, <laughs> yeah. Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of rolls together. It's kind of like a whole... Yeah. It rolls off the tongue. Good package. Good package deal there. But yeah, that's that's my take on commitment. And uh, really pleased to see that there's obviously people that are willing to bring content to this league. Um, but uh, I guess we'll just kind of carry the load of all the all the other people. So Yeah, I got to put something on our shoulders. No, but in all seriousness... I want to eat this burrito. We got to keep talking. We got we to gotta figure out these power rankings, though. Because that... I, I think they're a crucial piece. There's a crucial piece. I, and I understand that is a big commitment. If you're, if you're saying, I'm going to do it every week... The rest of the year, that's a big commitment. If you mm-hmm. put any time into it, it is. But we got to figure this out. We can figure this out as a community, right? Mm. Or does it just need to be one person and that needs to be shackled? Is that your opinion? No, my opinion is that I, in all seriousness, Evan's power rankings are so funny. Mm-hmm. Eric Johnson's power rankings are so funny. Those are my top tier. Not to throw out Cook, like Cook, I know that you're going to be trying to do the power rankings, and you did them, and I actually really enjoyed them. He did the... Last year. They were actually great power rankings. Like so, TV series yeah, type thing? Yeah. Maybe, great. maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm just not... Maybe I need to be enlightened as to a different type of power rankings, because I've only seen it one way. Mm-hmm. But the way that I've seen it is with Evan and Eric, and man, they're funny every single time. Right. Now, again, actually, yeah, I want to encourage Cook. Get out there, do your thing, because mm-hmm. you can make the next best power rankings. Mm-hmm. You can really beat the system mm-hmm. and kind of rewire our thoughts as to how these are designed to be. So get after it. Yeah. I want that. But yeah, I was, it all came from a, a bed of understanding of the power rankings from Evan and Eric. that They were meant to be this satirical, I don't know, just hot take, uh, brief synopsis of teams that are just like, man, they keep you, they get you rolling. They get you rolling. And so I just, that's what I'm fighting for. And I'm, I'm just, I'm reluctant to let it go. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So Evan, Eric, this is my plea, my final and plea. Um, after insulting you and comparing Shacklet to Hitler, uh, this is my, <laughs> this is my final plea to both of you to try to resolve your, your issues, your, your commitments. I know that I mean, geez, God forbid somebody spends hours a week doing something to create content for fan- the fight- Fantasy Football Fight Club League. I can't imagine that. Yeah, that would be a ridiculous thought. <clears throat> so, whatever. You guys, resolve what you're doing. Maybe you guys can fix the problem. Or maybe we just lean heavily on Cook and he changes the game. Maybe, yeah, maybe Cook just takes the, takes the banner and... Uh, just carries it forward for the whole squad. Let's hope he does. Segwaying into our, again, would have been a great segue earlier because we were talking about COVID and whether or not the season was going to be completely just kind of done away with. That was hours ago, it feels like now. Um, well, there was a great transition because we actually moved into the forum. We're going to discuss the forum topics here in just a second. Mm-hmm. And we actually decided to drop a $20 buy-in to half that price of $10 due to that reality. Of, yeah, Zeke caught COVID. He's going to be out for two weeks. That's really unfair for ever drafted Zeke. Also in the line of like, okay, whole entire Dallas Cowboys get a sweep of the COVID and they can't play. And everybody who had Dallas Cowboy players is now kind of hurt or just in a bind. Except that Zeke is actually one of the safe players because he's already had it. So so he actually has the antibodies. So it's actually an unfair advantage to, to the Zeke manager. What we do and what we don't know, man. Like, <laughs> don't people say that that's good for three months? 
Yeah. I, that's what I they say. That doesn't make sense. That's what they say. That's what, that doesn't make... I don't know. Well, maybe it does make sense. Because I guess we only get a flu shot once a year. And it's yeah. good for the season. Because the strain mutates for the next season. And then... Um, Got to match it up again. Listen, we're not biologists up in here, all right? No, but we're pretty close. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the COVID, the season, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's on pins and needles. It takes one bad outbreak probably for them to have to cancel a game, mm. uh, reschedule, do this, whatever. But I like where we're at, and uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. on moving from 20 to $10. Is that, uh, is, that, is that something you were for or against? I was hoping we'd at minimum double down. You know, really increase the variance. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fifty to hundred dollar buy-in seemed more, more acceptable. No, I think it's good. I think you gotta you gotta have some money on the table to make it interesting. And I think if you make it a little discount this year because of just who knows what's gonna happen, I think that's fair. And it's whatever works for everybody that we should agree to in the forum. So. Connor had a great point. I mean, yeah, it's a lot about the pride. It's a mm-hmm. lot about being able to. Show my ring off that is over there right now. I mm-hmm. can set it. It's sitting. You see it face. Says, do you see it? I didn't see it. Now I do see it. Yeah, it's and now I can't unsee it. Down. Now it's sitting face down over there. Yeah. It's about those. It's about your name on the trophy. You really wish Isaac would have brought that trophy to the thing. I get mm. it. He's moving all this stuff. He's yeah. Yeah. It's just another trophy for him to carry around. Yeah. And you know, it's decorated. As good as a guy as he is, he's got too many things. Um, but yeah, that's what it's about. And I, I thought that was a good point. Obviously, a little money doesn't hurt, but. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? Ten dollars? Ten dollars. Whatever. Kickers. Kickers. Yeah, man. Uh, seven votes for the kickers. Uh, I wanted to see your thoughts for or against, and ultimately wanted to ask you, do you think we'll have kickers forever? Because it seems like this group is reluctant to let go of kickers. It seems like we are going to have kickers forever, and it's a, it's a dang shame. Well, that's perfect. That's what I wanted to hear, because I'm all for kickers. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> I'm a big kicker guy. because yeah, you're not as... As nuanced as yeah, as people that understand the game. Yeah, yeah. That's right. um, you got kickers in there. I mean, just look at this week for example. Freaking Kaimi Fairbairn. All right. Fairbairn got me two points. Missed a fifty yarder. You can make the argument that sure you can pick you can pick games with high over unders, um, games that are higher scoring, so the kickers can get in there and give volume. But really, at the end of the day, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. I think people are afraid with kickers. You take them out. There's less luck involved, but there's still immense amounts of luck involved yeah. in fantasy football because you never know when Tyreek's going to go off for 300 yards and 5,000 touchdowns in a yeah. game and the games where he's going to get two receptions for 15 yards. So I just think it's more fun to add in an extra flex position and take out that kicker altogether because then at least you're pulling for a player that at least you know a little bit about their capabilities. So sure. you can take a shot on a dude. like It's like Antonio Gibson, for example. This week, I'm trying to decide him or Hollywood Brown. I'm going to leave Hollywood Brown in there likely. But if I had an extra flex, I could take a shot on a guy like Antonio Gibson who has mm-hmm. a high ceiling yeah. if he gets the work and he gets the opportunity. But now, Antonio Gibson's going to sit on my bench and I've got, I'm have got i staring at two points from Kanye Fairbairn. So which sounds more fun to you? Antonio uh, Gibson blow up? Or potentially two to seven points okay. from my kicker. Here's the thing, all right, and this is uh, I'm a ride or die on this until, um, listen, I'm a proven champion. Uh, I've got a great track record. 
um, with champions in the past. These are even before you came along. All right, I won two tier two league. Oh, do you um, think that matters? No, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. I just want to make sure that <laughs> that uh, that I mean, in this hodgepodge of somewhat similar people, I, I I would say that I'm good. Now here's the here's the confession part. Um, my game is all based on luck. All right, I am a lucky fella. Uh, you know, I, I am just so lucky. Very little skill is involved in my game. Uh, I will self-admit that majority of my wins come as, an, like, I, I don't know how many times I can say that how many anomalies have happened to me are no longer anomalies. They're just like, oh yeah, no, that's how it's supposed to go. They're supposed to get zero points and my guy's supposed to go off for 30. Anyways, I am admitting that, yeah, there's very little skill involved in my game, but that's the thing about fantasy is it's skill and luck. And I have a very good luck thing. Now you can't, you can't, you know, you can't teach it. You just get it. All right. It's just one of those things. But I'm just, I'm not, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I know you're laughing at me right now just a little bit, but it's like, there is, there's so much of the game that I'm like, this is a good play. And there's so much of it that is like, well, I didn't see that happening. That was very lucky for me. And that's how I win. That's how I become a champion. That's how these things happen is it's not based on like, Ben did his research, he put the right person in, and bada bing, bada boom. It's literally like so much luck is involved. So when you remove the kicker, it literally is taking out one of my one of my weapons. One of my chances at you getting two and my guy getting 17. I can't handle that. So maybe we keep the kicker, but maybe we add the flex position because I like what you're saying. I, I got somebody on my bench too that I'm like, he has like Sammy Watkins probably would have got the start this, this, this week. He probably would have been that slide, wide receiver, um, you know, you know, depth chart running back number two that gets into that extra flex spot. He would have been that guy, and and I would rather get beat by the Lizard King Sammy Watkins than yeah. whoever your kicker is this week. But this just reiterates my point that I made last year when I made the presentation on That's kickers because right. I brought up the how you got to your championship two years ago. Yeah, and that was you won a game by two points. It's and it's, your kicker outscored their kicker by three points. Yeah, I, and that was there's a lot that went into, especially last season. Like, I mean, yes, the kicker thing had to happen, and um, I had to have like seven different things go my way to make the playoffs, and it was just ridiculous. But mm-hmm. yeah, so if kickers were involved, that. yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I need that. You might not have the ring. Obviously, I need that because <laughs> yeah. like it proved last year. Like, I needed those five points difference. So it comes down to if the people want Benny P to keep winning on the face of sheer luck. Or if they want to actually get in there and put an exciting player in and possibly get a ring themselves. The understanding is like it's it's literally skill versus luck. However many if the majority of our league becomes skilled players and they feel like confident in their skill, their picks, their choices, then yeah, we're gonna see kicks go. We're gonna see them fall out by the wayside. But the more and more that people are like, I wanna hold on to the idea of luck. I've got some people in my corner that like Luke Orford, I think he wants to keep the luck side going. Grace Ann is present. Oh, okay. She, she might make an appearance on the pod. No, she's not. Not going to make an appearance on the pod. But, like, I would say that Luke probably wants to keep kickers just because me and him are on the same wavelength of, like, I need as much luck as I can get, and that's an opportunity. But you don't think luck's involved in even a flex position player? It is. It yeah. is. But I feel like you, but you're, what you're saying is right. Like, I can look at the Lizard King and see more upside on, like, all right, who are we playing? Deshaun Watson. I think this is going to be a high-powered game. I think the Sammy Watkins might get a couple touches, maybe a tutty. Um... So I'm going to play him, and that's like a thought process that I would say over a 
depth chart to running back that's going up against a staunch running defense. Right. Mm-hmm. What up, Grace Ann? Hey. Take my doggy out of here. Come on, Bobby. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He got his toy out. Did you see that? Did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I just think, yeah, there's more skill. There's more skill there. And would I like that? Yes. But the the the, the ambiance of that luck is what is keeping me here. So, I'm voting kicker until... Well, a lot of the league is behind you. Yeah. So. Uh, unfortunately, well, unfortunately Silent, for you. Silently behind you. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, yeah, let's get rid of the kickers until the group meets involved. And you can vote anonymously. I love that. Then we you hide behind I your kicker. I love that we vote. I love that it's anonymous and that those votes are. Ooh, we, need that. A, we need a standing vote and it needs to be public next year. Keep everybody accountable uh, nah, for their nah, positions. Nah, but you name those votes where it's at. Because I'll go hard for something <laughs> and I'll vote completely against it. Oh, man. Uh, so the next thing in the forum was the the auction draft. I wanted to ask, are you nervous next year? Oh, my butthole's tight. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm super nervous about the auction yeah, draft. No I, I don't know how. I, my my biggest. Yeah, I'm just not that big. That yeah. big. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know what. Oh gosh, when do you have to be somewhere? Ten thirty. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, um, ten thirty is when I need to be home. We'll, we'll be flying through these things. We'll, we'll be going. Um, but yeah, the the auction draft butthole is this big. And I'm like, it just puts a lot of variables in your court. Biggest thing that I'm like, why I voted for it is more time. Mm. I just want to spend like the, the, the out, whatever, however long we were there at Connor's house, I could spend the night. Now I'm not lobbying for that, but like, I just never wanted to end. So whatever's going to take more time to keep me there longer with all those group of people, I want to do that. And that's an auction draft because it takes a long time. Wow. F- Fight club sleepover. That's I mean, I'm hearing. I, I, <laughs> Can't say it couldn't, can't be done because Connor did have a sleepover for his bachelor party with 13 people there. Yeah. 12 people there. Yeah. So, yeah. So. No, yeah. Um, I think it's great. You can get the opportunity to get any player you want if you That's spend right. up on them. And then Gosh. you've got to figure out the rest of the thing. And it's, you know, it seems like an even playing, even playing field. We can do all the research we want between mm-hmm. now and then to try to figure out how to do an auction, auction draft. Mm-hmm. But I think until you're under the gun and you're making a bid, you don't really know. It you makes can, me nervous just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's scary. It makes me nervous just thinking about it. It's CMC like, is up there, and the highest bid of like 25 bucks is out there, and you're like, yeah. I think that this is going to get high. I think you're going to have to, I don't know. That's the thing. Do you spend 80 to to $100 of your 200 on the no. number one draft pick? I don't know. No. Um, yeah, there's a lot to learn, because that, that's what I'm also thinking about. It's like, okay, if you do spend that much money up top, like, there's obviously people that you can get for $0. Like, just, I mean, down the line, mm-hmm. obviously, but you can yeah. get... Zero dollars would be... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting. If we don't like it, guess what? We can change it. We can change it again. Change it right back to what we like. I think it's a, I think it's a great thing to think about through the offseason next year. So It's good. That's good. Um, you want to you wanna, you wanna take us into our next little... Yeah, sure, I'll take it. I'll take the next... next How did you get that guy? <laughs> you stole me a little hand. Stole me a little flake hand. Just for reference to everybody out there, Ben has a bunch of little doll hands underneath <laughs> <laughs> underneath his coffee table in here. I reached and grabbed one, put it on my finger. Rubber fingertip hands. Rubber yeah. fingertip hands. Yeah. That's that's the technical term. I just pulled it up here and I raised my hand with it. Yeah, and, they're creepy. Yeah, they're a little creepy, but I was glad I could grab one. Um, so division change is where we're at next. Yeah, we're talking change. about the divisions and um, our thoughts on division change. Yeah. So I think these are these are great. Um, I wanted to ask you if you could remember why I think yeah in previous years we had wanted to do a division change and we were for whatever reason 
strongly against it. Like, we yeah. were like, no, no, no. This may have been in the league with Caleb Elliott and uh, Luke and Brad. Maybe that was it. But, like, do you remember why we were so against it? I don't know. I think the biggest argument people had against it was just that the best players weren't necessarily always getting in. Like, the best records weren't necessarily getting in. Because, there, I mean, there's di- multiple different ways you can do divisions. And I think the way we did it is great for the players that right. aren't having the best record in their division, but still have a great record. So it allows for that. But the idea of just straight divisions, only the best players, only the best records from those divisions, um, that that's a little scary. Because then you're like, man, I could have a stacked division. We could all have great records, and then I might still not get in. I might have scored the most points and still not get in. But yeah. the way we're doing it, it allows for that. So Just because it has that flexibility on the back end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with the points yeah. and the total, mm-hmm. and so it's not... Yeah, because typically how it is, it's like you take the fir- the top two of every division, and that's it. Right. And so if you're stacked, you're right. You could be the mm-hmm. third person looking in. But for us to have top of each and then next to total points four, mm-hmm. and then the third one being the wild card, I guess, that has... I think what we're doing is Correct. the Maybe best of the best of every division. Yes, yeah, so that's three. So that is three. And then you've got... The next two best records, maybe, and then one that's best overall points. Best records. That's what it was. Yeah. Best records yeah. and total points for that's not included yeah. in the, Yeah, that'd be, yeah. that is sick. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. So I think it's great, and I think it'll create some great rivalries, and you'll have some great content, especially the way we've got the schedule, yeah. um, where the last four weeks of the season is in division games. I love because it. that is going that's to That's how the NFL is, right? You start division wise, like even the Bears this week, we got the Detroit Lions. Like we start in division. And then we branch out, play everybody on, and then we go. That's how it is. I think so. I yeah. mean, I've, I've never really taken yeah, a deep dive on it, enough. but um, yeah, I don't follow it enough. If they're not doing it, they should do it our way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's funny. I think it's gonna be great. Um, I wanted to ask you, what do you think the hardest division is? Oh, you know what? Can you pull that up? Yeah, Actually, I can pull that up because um, uh, what's his name? Put it in the group me. So, um, who can get there faster? Who can get there faster? I've got him right here. I've got them right here on the slipper app. Still, I'm still getting there. We're looking at Division One. Hold We've on, got... I'm still getting there. Just for those racing at home, I'm still getting there. Don't worry, don't worry. Here it comes. Gonna find it, and I'm there. Yeah. So should beat be... me by hair. Just by hair. Yeah, just by <laughs> hair. Okay. Um. So are we ranking based on what we think are the best fantasy players or their teams? Because those are two different questions. Yeah, they are different questions. I think I'll we just, have to before I, the draft. Yeah. When I ask, well, yeah, that, and it's like, okay, yeah, because I haven't looked deep enough into people's teams to know the sure. difference, but I was like, who would you not want to be in the division with? And so we have the divisions now. Who? Are, what's the division you're like, I don't want to be in that one? Yeah, I do not want to be in division two. That is um, Eric... Cook, Connor, and Isaac. Yeah, I don't want to be in that division. That is a that that is definitely the hardest division. I would I think it has to be. Yes. Um, just based former on former champion. Based on our, our yeah exactly returning champ. Yeah, you got to give credit where credit's due. Sorry. Former champ. Um, and then you know it just seems like Connor usually puts together a pretty stacked team. Cook knows what he's doing out there. Shows us that he that he knows what he's doing. Shows us that he knows what he's doing. Last year, I, I remember, and Cook remember, I'm sure remembers this at the draft. People were scoffing at Cook's oh. team. Oh, he remembers. And then he proves everybody wrong throughout the season. We've got an interview on that. Really? I'm not going to add it to the pod because it's way too much work. But I thought I'd bring the recorder to the draft so that just got gave us the vibe that we were like. Yeah. And then you've got Eric, who's always solid. And this year, 
took a very interesting draft strategy, which I think we'll talk about. It's, it's probably outside of what he normally does. But, yeah, just in general, that division is pretty solid, and you don't want to be in the mix of those guys typically. Um, so I would say that's the toughest division. I'm not saying the other divisions are weak, which they may be, but this is just the strongest. <laughs> yeah, that's just the strongest. strongest. So, I think we have to agree on that. Uh, then quick synopsis. Bold, we're going to have some bold predictions uh, this, uh, this, this podcast. I want to – and shoot, I mean, if I can revisit it, I want to make sure I, like, put it somewhere in there. Like, I want to monitor. This is going to be around probably the 37, 38-minute mark just because I have to slide it down. What is – Anyways, what we're talking about in here. Okay. Um – I need oh, to, I see. Yeah, like I need to write it down, like what, so that I can go back and review okay. this. But um, yeah. around the forty, this is going to be bold prediction on the divisions, so that we can go back and it's like, all right, who said what about these? So, right. um, let's see, division predictions. Um, what's your What's your take? What you Who do you think is going to win uh, the each division? Each division. Um, I said outside of yourself, like, but that doesn't. Yeah. I, I want you to. Uh, you, you go ahead, and then we'll. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm so like I said, haven't taken a deep da- dive on the draft right. yet, but just people are going to be making moves throughout the year. Who do I think is going to be making the best moves? Put their mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. in the right spot to lead their division. Um, I am gonna go with Division One. Man, this is a great question. This is a, this is. If you remember from last year, uh, Kevin or Tiz really started off hot. Tiz did start off high. Start off it high. seems like his teams typically start putting up a lot of points pretty quickly. They do. They do. But then at mid-year, he has to start making some moves because he typically drafts people like Dalvin Cook and you know yeah. these high upside, yeah. potentially injury risk players. Um, so I think right now, Tiz would be my favorite for winning the division as long as mid-season he's able to make the right moves, which I think he's usually just looking to make moves. So... Yeah, I, when I look at that division, um, I'm just going to go with my gut here. And that's what I guess I need to ask you to do. I go with my gut. I look at uh, I look at Shaka and I'm like, not proven winner. Um, I look at Kevin and Tiz and I think they, I mean, they're strong. Definitely, I would say top two in this, in this division. I look at Luke and I'm like, can he put it together this season? And I'm going with my gut. And bold prediction is that Luke's going to come out of this the winner. You think Luke's? Yeah, Luke's going to come out the winner of this division. Like no, yeah, like Warford. Not not any trash towards Kevin or Tiz or well, Chaplet. There's trash involved. I mean, he's not a proven winner. He hasn't shown that he can win in a fantasy football league. Hmm. But uh, I just think Luke's going to put the pieces together. He's not. He's got a new baby. Um, he's going to try to focus on football a little less, and I think that's going to add to his benefit this season. Wow. And uh, and it's actually like I don't predict that he'll ever have anybody like in the lineup that's not going to play. That would be a disaster. Mm-hmm. And man, he would get shamed for it. Man, I hope that doesn't happen to anybody this season. Yeah, don't let that happen. But uh, but I think that he's going to luck his way through a couple of games, and then he's going to be at the top of the division. Wow. Yeah. Bold, Bold. prediction. Yeah. Bold prediction. Yeah, man, I'm going with it. All right, so you've got like I I went with Tiz. Yeah. So on to Division Two, Eric Cook, Connor, and Isaac. Man. Yeah. So the question is, questions are, can Isaac repeat? It's tough to do. No, um, the answer is no there. Okay, we're gonna go with the no on that one. Never been, never been done, never been done. <laughs> um, so a repeat man. champion, never been done. Who is going? To I know who it is. Division? I know who it is. You ready? I'm gonna tell you who I think it is. Tell me who it is. It's Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson. Came in. I mean, he was. I mean, he was. He was demoralized last season. I remember mm-hmm. talking to him. There's a lot of things that did not go his way towards the end of the season. He had a strong team. It was kind of like one of those 
one of the better teams, but just didn't make the playoffs mm-hmm. or just didn't. I, I honestly yeah. can't remember if he did. But uh, but I remember there's a lot of things that did not go his way, uh, and I believe he did not make the playoffs. So I'm looking for him to come back strong, focused, attentive, and uh, I think he's going to be the the reigning reigning Division two champion. Wow. The question is, can Isaac's team continue going up against the worst teams every week? He's that, on a thirteen game win streak. He's on a thirteen game win streak. It's hard to bet against a win streak. Um, you know what? I'm taking Isaac. Wow. I'm taking Isaac. Division two. He's gonna take this division. Our king. We gotta take the champion. I think he's he might not back to back on the championship, but I think he's gonna lead this division into the playoffs. That's what I think. Man. What if Isaac's one of the worst teams this year? What if he has one of the worst teams? What if he has one of the worst teams this year? Well, he's going to go up against just the next worst team each week. Because okay. his team plays great defense somehow. <laughs> his his team plays great defense. Uh, okay, and then our division. Um, yeah, our division meets for sure. Be, yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, for sure. I got you. I got you winning this division. I'm taking the uh, second best record in the whole entire league behind your 10-6, and 11-5. Hmm. Um, I'll be rocking a 9-7. Nine and, nine and seven. If I'm making the bold prediction, though, I've got to say Mark comes out of this division yeah, on top. Yeah, bold That's the bold prediction. He completely completely has a Cinderella story from last year. Yeah. Turns it all around. Glass slipper status. Mark. <laughs> Mark is the winner Mark is of the Division winner. 3. Um, do we think we should name divisions? Name the divisions? Absolutely. We yeah. need to name the divisions. We'll have to get that going. Um, which, speaking of naming divisions... Uh, I wanted to ask you personal side note here, so kind of transitioning into a different topic of discussion. Um, I'm going to say a name, and I want you to tell me who you're playing. Okay, so yeah, kick back, relax. Um, you're going to say a name? Yeah, I'm like a team a name? name. Um, no. Oh, okay. And that's where, that's where this conversation is going to come in. Okay. You're playing, all right, you're playing UK Wildcat fan. Mm-hmm. Who the heck is that? I'm going to guess that's Cook. Yeah, now you nailed it yeah. because you're aware and you have your, your senses about yourself. You're I'm a, toes. You've seen him for a year. I'm a studier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, let's see. You're going to go up against uh, Marcus Perkis. Who is that? It sounds like Mark. I'm going to yeah, say it's probably Mark. Mark. Okay. Yeah. Um, Scruff McGruff. Who Ooh. in the world is that? That's a tough one. Um, it's Griffin. Griffin, yeah. Yeah, yeah Griffin. Um, like Lost Lutz. Well, I know that one. It's yep. right in the title. Uh, it's Lutz. Even, I mean, yeah, you get by with this one. E.G. Johnson, 100. Yeah, I mean, it's, it says his name. What I'm getting at here is that these things, okay, the ats, mm-hmm. need to say your name. I yeah. need to, like, I'm at Benny Pump. You yeah. know who I is. Yeah. All right? It doesn't need to say UK Wildcat fan. Right. Guess what? There's a billion people that are UK Wildcat fans. Yeah. I want to know that I'm playing Alex Cook, and then I want to know what your team name is. I agree. Okay. I agree. Because there is a team name involved. Yes, yes. You need to have the actual name. There's two different categories, which I've looked into this. Is it easily changeable? Guess what? It really is. Oh, really? Yes. You go, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know how we created them. I thought it was for sure. It shows how much I know. Um, but I thought that I changed mine from... It's got to be just your login, right? Yeah. So, I mean... It's not going to be a requirement. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, we can't require things on this thing. But no. I'm just saying, whenever I can look and see that you're playing, you know, uh, down with the sickness, very nice name. Oh, ah, ah. Oh, ah, ah. Um, and I know that at P. Sweezy, mm-hmm. I know that I'm playing Patrick Perryman. Yeah. 
I just that means a lot to me. I okay, agree. that's what I want to know. We so, don't need two nicknames. You need a team name and a you name. You don't. Yes. Yep. So username needs to be. This is a Twitter. Yes. Exactly. So uh, that brings me into the uh, second topic on this, and I wanted to say, how does it um, how does it make you feel when you go up against somebody and they have not selected a team name? They haven't selected a team name. I'm calling it an easy dub that week. I'm yeah, just like yeah, they don't they don't care. They're probably not even gonna set their lineup. Right. There's probably right. zero effort involved. If they, they don't care. Team name. They yeah. just yeah. So you know you got. I want you to kind of. Makes those losses even worse right. for me. Um, down with the sickness. All right. Top tier. Top tier. Ertz wins in fire. It's great, actually. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, can't take credit for that, though. Definitely took it online. Okay. I wanted it, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, it's just confession time. Like, yeah. It was because I tried to go with Hilaire, and the only one is Fresh Prince of Hilaire, yeah. which is great, but, like, everyone's picking that one. So it's like I wanted to go off the charts, so what I ended up getting onto was a Philadelphia Eagles like draft team name mm-hmm. thing and I was like there's got to be a few of them and they yeah. went through the line and they had some for Ertz so with, Ertz started that one with Hilaire yeah the, the Fresh Prince of Hilaire is def- obviously the, the obvious one but then man if you had Mahomes you could be Yo Mahomes to Hilaire which would be great Yo Mahomes to Hilaire yeah it's really good. that would be great That's but it's really hard great. to couple those on the team this year yeah. with their yeah. draft stock I tried to use Hilaire as fire Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah, see, because I, that would have been learning. a cook till brown situation. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> uh, Kittle baby sharks. Kittle baby sharks. I like it. That's yeah, good. I think I've I've heard the baby sharks thing for a couple seasons now. It doesn't yep. make it any less good. That's good. Yeah, uh, and adding the kittle in there, I think, is a nice touch. Kittle yeah. baby sharks. Yeah, that's good. See, that's one of those touches that doesn't hurt him. Whereas, doesn't like hurt. for me, hilarious to fire. Like that's too yeah, much. Yeah, it's too much of a it's reach. Actually, punish you. Yeah, when you're reaching on top of the ladder, typically you're gonna fall. Okay, Watson Z box. Watson Z box. Yeah, I, 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 get box. I get it. I get it. I get it. Receive it, and um, and I'm about it. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. I do think it is. You're you're on the second step of the ladder, and you're reaching. You so you're not going to fall off the ladder completely, but you're teetering a little bit with the Zeke's box. Okay. Um, goggle time, Connor. Goggle time. You know, it was it was a reach. More, I, I mean, more. not a reach. It was like a pool. It was a deep pool. I like more what? Like Connor. I just feel like he's let me down this it, season. It just it doesn't you know it doesn't pull it from any names, which is fine. It, it doesn't always have to be a pun. You know, it's a little shock. You're like, oh wow, goggle time, and then you're like, what's that all about? Then you look at the kicker and he's got the goggles, and you're like, oh, goggle yeah. time. I just need more. I just need more out of him. Yeah. Um, I uh, on the Connor note, um, I don't know what it is. I just don't think he's gonna have a good season this year. You don't think Connor's gonna have a good season? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Whether it's the new house, marriage, whatever it is, I just. Uh, I don't know. He was off. He, he, he had a great presence in the draft, mm-hmm. but it was just weird because I was getting his team. Like, mm-hmm. if you look down my oh, line, yeah. like if you were to look at my team, you'd be like, oh, Ben has Connor's team. How did that happen? Right. And mm-hmm. um, that's only just, you know, given the last couple of years that we know what he usually drafts like. For me to have those pieces, maybe they're too old. So maybe I'm just catching the back end of Connor's, you know, sloppy seconds or whatever, leftovers. Potentially. And uh, maybe that's the case, but I was just. Um, I was just expecting more out of him. I was expecting more out of him. Out of the team name and the draft out in general? Out of the team name, out of the draft. This whole entire year, I just feel like... Uh, you think he's I'll, hyped up a little bit? I think People around is. the league are talking about him. They're and... talk, well, they're talking about, like, I mean, he hasn't gotten none for a while now. Yeah. They're starting to get Evan Shacklett talks about Kev, uh, oh. about Connor. You do not want those talks. Oh, man. So, wow. Because, I mean, he keeps on getting in the play. He's essentially the Houston Rockets. Oh. Gets in the playoffs, guaranteed in there, no mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah. Is he going to make it out of the first round? That's a big question. Man. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't seem to perform in playoff scenarios. Wow, you so, hate to see it. 
Yeah. So you think he's on the, the downtrend? We'll, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. That's that's another bold prediction for okay. you boys, that Connor's not going to have the greatest, the greatest season this we year. we got to write these down. I, I'm trying. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Um, I, see, I can't. Uh, crap. Um, let's see. Uh, Sutton on Lamar's Chubb. That's fantastic. Is that Eric? That is Eric Johnson. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like see, like Eric. He had the D's. He had the D's nuts, didn't he? Didn't he have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. It was um, cup D's nuts. Cup That's D's. what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cup D's nuts. Yeah. Uh, Sutton on. It's on brand show. for Eric. That's it's so on good, brand, dude. Eric. It's so good. You did a great job. Uh, team like lots loves. See, I mean, if we still got team names going on. Team here. like lost Lutz, right? Yeah. Lost Lutz. Like Lost Lutz. I think it's an upgrade like from lost Like Lutz. Loves Lutz because it sounded like Like Loves Lutz. Sluts. Yeah. <laughs> like Loves yeah. Lutz. Uh, but Luke, update your team name, bud. Come on. I know you got a daughter and all that sort of stuff, but uh, so does Patrick. So <laughs> get with it. Um, Koo Young Hoes. Koo Jeez. Young Hoes. I'm, I may be missing the reference yeah, on this I one. Yeah, So uh, it may be a genius team name, and I'm just missing out on the reference. Koo the Kicker. Another kicker name. Yeah, so, I, knew, I knew it was um, Koo. And, then, and his name is Young Hui Ku, or whatever how you pronounce that. So I know Ku it's Ku Young Ho's because his first name is spelled like Young Ho. Oh, okay. So that's where he's getting it from. I just don't know if it's a reference to something in pop culture I'm unaware of. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching Gilmore Girls. Uh, they're talking about something that's supposed to be really funny. I don't really understand. There it. you go. We're gonna give that a pass. Alvin and the Shipmunks. Yeah. So did we have an Alvin name last year? That's that's what I was trying to figure out. Uh, Connor had him. Connor had him last year. And then I traded for him and I got him. I feel I like there was a, a Chipmunks name, but since since the Chipmunks and he's the, the champion, right? It's Isaac this year. Is that who yeah. Alvin the Chipmunks yeah. is? Yeah, I think it's it's solid because you're reminding people daily that you are the champion. Well, no, no, no. So it's it's uh, Cooks. I'm sorry. Oh, it's Cook. It's Cook. Wow. Chipmunks. The Chipmunks, chipmunks. based on... No, I don't know what it's based Alvin on. Alvin and the, the Chipmunks. And then he's saying the Chipmunks could go on the championship. But he's calling a shot. He's calling a shot with the Chipmunks. We'll see about that. We'll see, yeah. 500 million champions. $500 million champions. $500 million. It's right there. How do you say that? $500 million champions, I think, is what he's going for. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of earlier, because he's saying he's the champion. It's reminding you of the champion, but it has nothing to do with your team. So. Okay. Uh, So You can do what you want, I guess. You can do what you want. You're a champion. Grown party bus. That's Mark. Eh. Is that like a reference to something he did or I guess something? He's got Gronk. Yeah, yeah but is it something reference to something yes, Gronk he did? did. Yeah, he did, he did a party bus. Yeah, yeah he did. Okay, That's I mean, sure, hmm. I get it. The receiver believers. Uh, story of the draft was right. um, was Scruff McGrath having to go essentially all receiver receiver. Yeah, he had to, and uh, and he's just going to double down on it. He's just say, hey, listen, we're believing receivers for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's um. That's what we got. All right. I'm just. I'm honestly happy to see everybody's got a name entered. Everybody's got a name Except in there. Well, like, yeah, he he changed it to like Lost Lutz, you know. So that, it's at least. he did that. So it's so not just remove team. Yeah. Like Lost Lutz. Yeah. Maybe I'll trade it to him later. Yeah. Yeah. Like regains. Lutz. <laughs> like regains Lutz. <laughs> that would be a great name. Um, all right. Let's see. So that was team names drafted. Um, we've only got a few points left and we are almost an hour into this. We're good. This is how this happens. People, um, people want the pod. People are going to listen to the pod. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about drafted team personal reviews. Hmm. Um, and that's the thing, like, I don't, we can't go into too much detail here or it would be a three hour podcast here, sure. but, um, what I, no, this is, I'm sorry. This is not team review. 
this is drafted team review. And what I wanted to do is actually highlight um, the rankings from all said sources real quick. Okay. Okay. They are all over the place. Sure. And what I wanted to do was see if last year they had any correlation. Hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think we have those stats on us, so we can't present those. Yeah. But um, it has Griff atop of one chart uh, and Isaac above like two. So it has them primarily, Griff and Isaac are the top two in two different power rankings. Um, I think there was one more too. And then, yeah, it had Griff. So the top, that's so crazy. I don't know how to explain this. Um, the top five is usually, it's, it's usually these group of, I, I can't even speak. Yeah. They're literally so over the place. I'm looking for a, a, a common, common thread thread throughout all of them, and there's not that. Yeah. Except for Isaac and Griff and Eric do end up in the top three, four. Okay, well, let's break those down in particular of why we think the ranking systems are doing that. Because I have a theory. Okay, I want to hear your theory. Because as I was looking at Griff and Isaac's team, I was like, oh, okay, so they've got a lot of high-value players early in the draft at their position. So Griff is pulling two of the best wide receivers early in the draft. So that's at the top end of the draft. You've got two of the best of that position. And then I looked over at Isaac's, and I was like, wow, he's got one of the best running backs, potentially one of the best receivers in DeAndre Hopkins, and then he got Pat Mahomes. So that's putting a very top-heavy weight on your each, each position player. That's good. And so I was like, and I was looking, I was like, well, I'm surprised then that Eric is not one of the top ones because he pulled Lamar early. And then I found out he's top three. Yeah. So I think so his ranking systems are putting a lot of value in. If you can get the best top-tier players from each position, I think that's what they're pulling. Yeah. They're getting I, a lot of value on those. That's really good. I like that you're seeing the names and you're actually correlating a couple of uh, yeah, big-name guys because I think there's a lot that we know. Like, for example, I think it's probably hard to put a high value on Hilaire. Sure. All right, he's a rookie. I mm-hmm. mean, like I feel like that barely even – yeah, I don't know. There's a lot going into that, especially even with Williams dropping out and him being a rookie coming in. It's going to be this, anyways. It's a good example of like I don't think the rankings have fully understood what we saw even on Thursday, which right. yeah, he may not be that the whole way, but I'm just using that example because that's what I watched. Rankings I, have a tough time, um, now, even though he got took in the top four because mm-hmm. I guess in our fantasy league we know value when we see it, yeah, and we know that Kansas City's line is amazing. We know that we've seen people successful in their lineups before, so it only makes sense. You put somebody with the most missed tackles in college football, it's going to make sense. Mm-hmm. So we got that, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't it's just I don't think that the the algorithm can be that in depth. Rankings have a tough time highlighting potential and, right. and value. So like whenever you draft a team that you think has a high ceiling, um, there I think rankings are much more inclined to to give you the value for the floor. So they've seen what these people have done in the past. Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Hopkins, Pat Mahomes. We know they have a proven track record. Mm-hmm. So they're going to rank them higher than say uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or even. Uh, AJ Brown or somebody like that. Right. Antonio Gibson, who has high ceilings, but not necessarily the biggest floor yet. AJ Green. AJ Green. Now high floor or high ceiling, but I mean his floor is through the uh, it's in the basement. Yeah, his floor is in it's the bad. locker room. His bad on the IR. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just another example. Yeah. You know, so that's what uh, but I think this is good. I think it makes sense. Because I wanted to highlight the bottom tier, which between the two um, fantasy pros rankings, there's another ranking, and I think this is a bit of anomaly because for whatever reason it has um, Evan 
in the top five of the rankings, which on the other two, he's in the bottom two, hmm. uh, just because I think he drafted terribly. Sorry, bottom. Man, I'm giving Shaffit a hard time. Actually, he's in the top four in one of them, and then he's in the bottom three on another one. That's which interesting. doesn't wow. make sense. But I wanted to see if there's any correlations between the bottom of them as well. Hmm. And I'll be self-proclaimed, I'm in the bottom of majority of these rankings. Uh, top three on, and I was a top three, and then a top two. Me and Luke have been, me, Luke, and Mark essentially have been the bottom feeders on every single ranking system. On every ranking. And yeah. um, again, maybe this is me getting Connor's team just a year too old. Mm. Maybe that's what that is. Yeah. But, uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if I completely suck this season. But I also wouldn't be surprised if I'm a champion, so. Yeah. You've got some risk involved on the roster. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which we've seen now. He'll be all right. I don't know if he's going to be the star. You can't just tell from one game, but he definitely is not bad. Quick side note, like whenever I was watching the Chiefs, it's it's just so obvious. When you watch a good team play, you're like, man, I I really want players that's on a good team. Because when they have a good game, a lot of mouths get fed. Yes. It's just amazing. So, but I'm looking at your roster. I'm seeing some risk with Chris Carson because he's got injury risk and there's always the fumble risk. And then you've got risk with Keenan Allen. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, another guy. Yeah, Carson Wentz's risk. A.J. Green, huge risk. J.K. Dobbins' risk of is he even going to get the opportunity this year with Ingram. So, and Carryon Johnson. So, yeah, I guess maybe they're putting a lot of, they, they really discount the rankings when there's risk involved on players. Let's take a look at Luke's team and Mark's team. I want to ultimately get your thoughts on who overperformed this draft and then who underperformed this draft. Mm. Okay, and yeah. I've got I've got a, I've got a few, but okay. I kind of wanted as we as we've as we've kind of split the two divisions. We know that um, we know that Griff and Isaac drafted well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that me and Luke and maybe Mark did not draft as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember on draft day, you know with all those brews are flowing. All those cokes are drinking. All those pizzas are eating. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think overperformed? Overperformed. Overperformed. Um, I'm gonna kick us off. Okay. And uh, I've got my over and my under. Okay. Okay. Um, my overperform of the draft was Scruff McGruff. Okay, uh-huh. was our boy Griffin. So actually change that name because when I say Scruff McGruff, people are like, who the heck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, not really. We actually kind of do know what you're talking about. But I don't want to keep calling you Scruff McGruff. Your name's Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that, an email? A user? Is that his Twitter? I would like to get the history behind a Scruff McGruff. Yeah, can I maybe get him on the pod for a little bit? <laughs> yeah. like, history behind Scruff McGruff. <laughs> Scruff McGruff. Um, he had a beard and he didn't like it. So he, he was ah. Scruff. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, I'm just taking a guess. Anyways, Scruff McGruff overperformed to be in the top tier on any kind of rankings with the lack of confidence that he displayed at the draft. Congratulations. Right. He was yeah. nervous. He was tilting a little he bit. Was very, yeah. Yeah, he was tilting a little bit. He was a little shaken. And he just needed a little bit of encouragement from a few of the people uh, that were there that just said, you have to adapt. The draft is about adapt. You have to be yeah. able to show your ability to adapt. And stay flexible. Yeah, because something's going to happen. People are going to be taken. What's your plan B? What's your plan C? How good is your plan B, plan C? So for him to go all in on his draft strategy and to perform the way that he did, I have to give a huge round of applause to Griffin Fulkerson in the way that he drafted. Good job, dude. Good I job, agree. man. He, you, he, you, you, you wavered. You, went, you weathered the storm. Mm-hmm. He let the draft come to him, for sure, because he could have tilted there and like taken a 
less than top tier running back at that two position because Devontae Adams is staring him in the face. So he's mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to double down receivers instead of getting somebody like a, a James Conner or reaching for a Chris Carson or a Lev Bell in the second round. So he said, I'm just going to take these top tier receivers and then I'm going to figure out the running backs as I go. And I think he did, especially with how David Johnson performed the other night. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it seems like it's working out for him. Yeah, so. That's really good. Um, Gary Sand wants to say something to me. What's up, babe? Join the pod. Come take a seat. Where's my mini hand sanitizer? Mini hand sanitizer. The one you took to the draft. It's probably in my car still somewhere. I don't know. Can you take my hand sanitizer that's in my car? You already got some hand sanitizer. This is way too big for my camera bag. No, it's not. You can just throw it in a little side pouch or something. Did you lose it? I don't know. I didn't lose it. <laughs> I, I mean, I actually, while we're on the topic, <laughs> uh, on the, at the draft, people were using my hand sanitizer before they were getting pizza. Yeah, it was just sitting they out there. there. I don't <laughs> think I left it there. I really don't think I did. Connor, I Connor did I leave my hand sanitizer at your house? Okay. We'll, we'll wait. Tell us, Connor. He he's like on that. He's in the car, like <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, she did. Yelling. Listening to it in the car, babe. I'm sorry. I'm getting looks, man. I'm looking for it. Hand sanitizer uh, is high commodity these days, for sure. You can't be yeah. leaving a bottle somewhere. Had it sitting out like it was community sanitizer bin. Liquid gold. Hey, man, listen. I'm glad people are using it. But sure. um, and then uh, I wanted to. Um, you're overperformed. Did you agree with? Scruff, did you have a different pick? I agree with Scruff for sure because he did. He stayed flexible at the draft to come to him. Um, if I'm looking around to see if I can find someone else, where did you find that? Where did you? Where's the draft at? I know that it's in here. Somewhere. You go to your league, you click your little gear for settings, yep. and then you scroll down. There's draft results, and you can pick this year or last year. Um, if I'm going to pick someone that I feel overperformed outside of Griffin, I think. I'm actually going to go with, hmm, let me look at a couple. Bye, babe. Have a fun wedding day. Okay. Protect our child. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with, with Kevin Wallace. I think Griff, Griffin is the, the top, but I think Kevin Wallace did a good job with what he had left. Mm. I think taking the jump for Travis Kelsey at that spot was good value. And then coming back in the third round with, with KG, Kenny Galladay, yeah. I think he, because he could, I mean, very well be the best receiver this year. He has that ceiling um, as long as Matt Stafford can stay healthy and he continues to perform. And then, you know, he, he's got two good running backs with Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram isn't an exciting pick these days, but I think he's going to get touches and he's going to be great. So I think he did pretty good. I think the only reach he might have made was Deshaun Watson in the sixth round. Um, but you know, if you want, if you want your guy, go get him, you know? So maybe he likes Deshaun Watson and he just wanted to grab him. And at that value, you know, you can't really fault him for it. Mm-mm. Honorable mention. I mean, I really do think Shaft had a great draft. Uh, I will like, I don't want to leave this whole entire podcast. without saying something good about Evan cause he's mm. amazing. Um, I'm not going to go the other way. Not a fantasy. No, not a fantasy. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's a great human being. Yeah. Uh, but I looked down his line. I'm like, that's a great draft. So honorable mention for him. Person who underperformed for me. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just going to be the, uh, it's just going to be the swing of the season. It's Connor Fulkerson. Wow. I look at his lineup and I'm like, did Connor like even draft? I was like, he, <laughs> did he want to play this year? Did mm-hmm. he not? Now I will say there was a, there was talks last year about his methodology being more of the 
I'm just gonna lackadaisically. I'm just gonna play fantasy, man. It's just gonna come to me. I'm gonna mm. we're gonna play, and it's gonna be fun. And I'm just gonna let it go. Not gonna be giving all the thought into it. Not gonna be doing all that. And um, and I think it may have happened a, a, a year. A year too late or whatever, because it's just I feel like it's applying now. Because mm-hmm. when I look at this draft, I'm like, he must not have cared. He must not have. Uh, when I'm looking at Josh Jacobs, Tyreek Hill, and Juju Smith-Schuster as essentially like that's that that's it. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray is a good quarterback, um, but when we're getting to in the sixth round, uh, you know, backups that is tough. Like Gallup, I'm just like uh, like I mean he's yeah just not a huge star. And I'm looking down the line of the other ones. I'm seeing Stefan Diggs and uh, you know Devonte Parker, Russell Wilsons, your your even your AJ Greens and your Philip Lindsay's, and then I see him getting Michael Gallup. I'm like, what what happened there? Yeah, I think it is tough. I think he, it looks like he picked some players he was excited about that may not necessarily have secured that they are going to have the value that he took them at. Um, because yeah, Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's. I mean, it's hard to, to argue with a Tyreek Hill pick. Um, yeah, it works. I just like I guess we're we're gonna have to see if Juju is gonna perform. Juju and is I had Josh Jacobs last year, and I leaned on him heavily, and he can support your team. He definitely can do that, and uh, and I hope that they've supported him in Las Vegas with a line that'll give him a little bit more room. And if that's the case, then yeah, it'd be an amazing elite RB and wide receiver combo. Mm-hmm. I do feel like sometimes Tyreek Hill is a hit or miss. But I think Juju's going to be a staple, especially if you've been thrown to him. But I'm just like, even that, if they're those three are great, I still look down his roster and I'm like, what about the rest of your picks? Yeah, the RB2 situation is going to be a weakness unless one of these guys can rise to the top here. Like if Jonathan Taylor can get the job over Marlon Mack, um, I think otherwise it's going to be tough because Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor are going to be splitting a lot of time. Yeah. Um, so each week is going to be like, if they are getting equal work- workloads, like, who do I pick? Who do I put in here? And if Rojo just does not get, um, they're saying he's the guy. You know, you don't know. James Robinson may be the one that you're like, he could take the backfield. But then it's like you've got the backfield for the Jaguars. So how how good can that be? So yeah, there there's some question marks on the roster for sure. That's me. That's me. Just uh, again, Connor. It's not personal. I'm just kind of uh, I'm just berating your team this season. That's just what it's going to be. And uh, if you prove me wrong in the first opening weeks of this. Season and you shut me up, then you shut me up. But I've got you on my, uh, I've got you on my podcast podcast mention list. So let's uh, continue to streamline through the rest of these. We're almost finished here. Yeah. Um, let's see. We. Um, I wanted. To, did you have somebody who underperformed that you're just like, yeah, this team was awful. Um, low hanging fruit here would be Mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mark's Mark's draft was kind of tough. I mean, I just I don't I just it's my personal belief. So I just don't believe in Mike Evans, and he's already showing some injury signs. Lev Bell is his running back two, and man, I just I don't want to be there with Lev Bell. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there with Lev Bell. Um, I think Tyler Tyler Lockett's a great pick. I think he will be good this year. But outside of that, it's tough. You know, yeah. um, it's it's a tough draft. I don't, and maybe these guys can perform. I don't see it. It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, all right. That being said, he is my pick for the division winner. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. And then final thing, uh, as we kind of jump through these lily pad from one to the other, uh, bold predictions for the, well, actually, worth mentioning, okay? Worth freaking mentioning. Um, what a great play on the waiver wire. Mm. Don't know if you saw that or not. Oh, yeah. But there was someone who picked up someone uh, at maximum value, and that was your boy, mm-hmm. because I saw that 
the other guy that I drafted originally wasn't going to actually be the backup. So Williams was going to come in as the secondary guy. And I was like, you know what? I'll throw a dollar at him just in case anybody else saw this. Again, sure. we're a very woke <laughs> fantasy league. So I would imagine that people were like, hey, if I can have the handcuff to Hilaire, mm-hmm. then I'm going to have him. So for me to throw a dollar on that and you got out nice of value. intuition and get that, that's mm-hmm. just um, – if we would have tied, I don't know who would have got it. Right. That's a great question. I guess it would go down to draft position, which I don't remember who else it was. Eric, I guess, was the other one that bid on him. So I think Eric might have gotten him because he drafted lower. So I'm just saying. uh, That's a good pick. Peaky blinders, all right? Mm -hmm. Just be aware of what's going on out there because sneaky, sneaky, all right? Yeah. Um, Just wanted to highlight that one. One quick play from a great fantasy player this season. <laughs> uh, bold predictions for the season. Who's going to win it, Patrick? Me. I mean, oh, wait. Sorry. I, wait, it's just muscle memory. It says, on the notes, it says outside of yourself. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Muscle memory. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, man, who's going to win it this year? I know who it is. Let me see. Let me just look down this list real quick. Make sure I'm not missing anything. Actually, give me your championship matchup. Championship Who is it matchup. that's going to be between? I guess I'm not sure how the playoff tree falls this year. I guess if the wild cards pop in a certain way. Um, but oh, yeah, I, that's right. if I could pick, I think it's going to be, somebody's going to come out of Division Two and, and be strong. Um, so I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and call it because I said that Connor was going to win the division. Or did I say, no, no, no. I said Isaac is going to win the division. Mm-hmm. Oh, but Connor will make the playoffs. I think, I think Connor's going to make moves mid-season. He's going to be in the championship outside of perhaps his draft that we don't believe in. I think he's going to make moves this year. And then I think he is going to be in the championship outside of me. He's going to be... You're going to luck your way there, Ben. I'm going to put you in the championship matchup with oh, Connor. I appreciate you doing that. Man. That's so... so because so we still have kickers. If yeah, we didn't have so, kickers, then you're probably finishing last. All right, I've got a, I've got a banger for you here. I've got Tiz and Luke in the championship. Tiz and Luke. Tiz and Luke in the wow. championship. That's how I'm feeling it out, mm-hmm. and I just feel like that's where they're at. Um, let's see. And I think that Luke gets in as a lower seed. Tiz gets a bye, and uh, and they're going to meet each other in the finals somehow. And Wow. That'll be it. Luke and Tiz. And I've got Tiz winning it all. You heard it here first. I like that prediction. Yeah, I've got Tiz winning it all. Uh, last thing is our personal matchup this week, and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, do you think you're going to win? I, I feel really good. I feel really good. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looks great. He could have had me down well, at least 30 points. Yeah, because I was watching the Lakers game, and I missed yeah. a lot of the touches or whatever, but apparently he could have been... He had so many goal line touches. I, I, I can't fault him completely for them. I think the line kind of collapsed. Well, Houston um, was... I mean, you still got J.J. Watt there. Yeah, he's I'm busting up that line, man. Yeah, so... But I, I feel good. I think... I don't have the greatest matchups this week, um, but I think I have a few that could put me over the top here. I still feel good about it. I think it's going to be a barn burner. I think it's going to be a close one. <laughs> if it's not a barn burner, then you're going to completely destroy me because I'm going to need several guys to show up, and I think you've got some good matchups this and that'll, week. that'll be the start of our division. Is, that'll uh, be the start. Yeah, that'll be the start of it. But... Um, I think your top score is going to be Ertz this week. Really? That's what I think. All right. Good for me. <laughs> That means Carson Wentz going to have a good game. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's, and that. So it, that's what I'm saying. My, my guy's got to perform, and it might be close. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to blow me out of the water. All right. Well, let's conclude the pod here, wrap it up. Um, we don't have a slogan or a uh, or anything like that. Um, any final thoughts for the pod? Any this? I mean, 
first initial pod start of the season. Um, I know we're excited and all that. Uh, I just want to thank Patrick for coming out and doing his thing. Anything, any words of, any words of wisdom for us? Guys, football's back. Yeah, baby. It's so exciting. Yeah. I just can't wait Sunday morning to just look at the day and say, man, I'm going to be watching Red Zone for a good eight to ten hours today yeah it's gonna be raining too it's gonna be a <laughs> rainy sunday so like your boy is gonna be on that couch out there just mm. man vegging. I, I can't remember being so excited for an nfl season just because it seemed like it wasn't gonna happen yeah um well sweet we are concluding the pod i'll throw a little intro at the beginning as to all the things that we cover and in what order um but yeah patrick thanks for thanks for making this uh, making this happen joining me this weekend um, it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's fantastic. So I will, uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully. But that's all that we've got for the pod. Peace so, out, guys. Adios. Yep. Bye. See ya. You do not talk about like